ladies and gentlemen we are back back uh again episode 71 the abj podcast after a little bit of a hiatus uh we'll dive into that another day another time but uh guys thank you so much for for the support while i was away a lot of people came in checked on me meant a lot um but we are back we're rocking and rolling episode 71 with flash carter um make sure you guys check the links below for my guest links uh, follow him on all social media merchandise he's got tons of it uh show all of that support as well as uh links for abj i just got a bunch of new merchandise so t-shirts are available i've been posting some of the uh the some of the new stuff by logos by hunter so go grab some merchandise t-shirts patreon is available uh patreon right now is just a general support type deal uh it's there's nothing when it comes to um, bonus content or anything like that. That could be something that can happen in the future. So if you join and you have any feedback, please do that. Uh, We also have the uh, Discord. So check check out that Discord. New and improved. A lot of cool things going on there. So make sure you check out the Discord uh, to join the community. There's always people in there chatting, whether it be professional wrestling or anything that's going on in the scene. Always people hanging out. Uh, Commands are available now in the chat. So if you're in here, hit the... uh, exclamation point discord or any social media tab and if you want to follow me on any of those social medias but uh also a huge thank you to our sponsorship svw suplex vintage wrestling a a store fully dedicated to vintage done but i have seen it with my own eyes suplex vintage wrestling or suplex suplex vintage wrestling can't talk today is a store curated for wrestling fans by wrestling fans located on fifth street in philadelphia pennsylvania just one block south of south street in the heart of queen village their shop features the largest collection of vintage wrestling apparel under one under one roof and their selection includes classic designs featuring your favorite wrestlers from the golden age attitude era internationals indies and more and if you're tired of watching premium live events at home they host some of the best watch parties you can hang out uh, get food all that fun things there's always they're doing some type of fun giveaway um, and if shirts and watch parties are not your thing don't let uh, don't forget about their selection of figures replica belts and trading cards um, from their t-shirts to hats they have everything from rare memory memorabilia uh, there's something out there for every wrestling enthusiast so check them out on suplex svw on instagram or their website at suplex and let them satisfy your nostalgia wrestling needs Alrighty. Well, we are here. We're getting started right away. If you're in the chat, uh, we, it is live, so you can go in there and say hi. We will be watching. Uh, if you have questions at any point in time, interject them, please, and let's, let's have some fun. So without further ado, let me bring in my guest. This guy I've been watching on the scene. I think the first time I seen him was um, the first ever live GTS show. It was in a library, and I seen him. I was like very impressed by him. Great look. Uh, he's one of those wrestlers that um when you when you see him you could he, he bleeds his passion for this business and i think it it, it very it's 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 probably his best quality i really feel like when you see him you just feel his love for this industry he has some of the best merch game in the game we're going to talk about that uh very interesting person i'm excited to learn more about him got a little bit behind the scenes when the cameras were rolling so i'm excited for everybody else to pick that up as well but without further ado you get the cue the doom 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 flash uh, I, I love that. I don't, anyway, Flash Carter, ladies and gentlemen. What's up? <laughs> what is going Thank on, man? Me, man? Thank you for doing this. Man, I what? like I said, first time I seen you, I think it was a library show, and then I was booked a few other shows where you were at as well. Uh, you, you got to hang out at the Sanctuary. Uh, we missed you yesterday. Uh, I know. I, I was thinking about coming, but I, I just couldn't with the night I had Saturday. I was wrestling all day outside in the sun. I was just like beat. Sundays are tough, tough stretch for, for wrestling on, on a Sunday. We get that. Um, but first Friday is coming up. So if you're free this Friday, come back out and hang at the sanctuary. But, I um, don't know. Keep an eye out for that. 
Yeah. Uh, but that, like I was saying, uh, man, you bleed passion for this business. It's something that it's it's very evident when you when you hang out with you, when you see you, the way you interact with fans, the way you you do all that stuff, man. It just really, really shines through. And I think that's what definitely drew me to you. Oh, hold on a second. Check one, two. You have a little bit of echo going on. Uh oh. Uh, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. Um, but yeah, so that that's because that's the biggest thing I know is with you is just you you bleed for this industry. You're you seem like you're genuinely having fun. You generally love being there, and that is something that I think a lot of wrestlers need to pick up again, as well as me at one point in time in this industry. Is um, you could tell when someone's bitter or angry, or they're just there to just to get through the motions. You generally enjoy being there, being around the fans, being a, a talking to people like. It's 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 a good quality you have and don't ever lose that. Yeah, dude. I like I try to be like that. There's nothing I want to do in life where it's like I don't want to do it to the best of my ability. So if I'm gonna be a wrestler, like I want to be like a top level wrestler. So like I've been going to training recently. Like as soon as I was done with my school and like all that obligations that I had to take care of, I have a gap year now before medical school. I was like I'm going to commit my life to wrestling and just. My- Oh, we're back. We're back. I was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to commit my life to wrestling this year, whether it be like, you know, paying dues, training, any kind of thing. Like I've been doing that all this summer and I'm just going to keep on trying to do it and, you know, just keep putting in that effort. And when it comes to like the stuff with the fans and all that stuff, like that's the part that like I enjoy the most. Like it looks like I'm having fun because I am really having fun when I'm out there. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's the coolest thing to me. I'm like watching it back, especially like, you know, and I'm like chilling like the night of a show, I'm all beat up and whatever, and I'm watching, I'm just like, there's no way that's me doing all that stuff. Like, that's crazy. But um, it's yeah. just like the kid in me comes out watching like, you know, WWE as a little kid. And we were talking before, I'm not even like that into like the major products right now. Like I'm aware of WWE, their storylines, but am I catching every episode? No, like I still have a lot of other things I'm doing for my medical school application for wrestling, like I talked about. So I'm not really home like a lot watching all that stuff. But uh, it's, it's not like I wouldn't want to be at that level. You know, it's just I'm invested in the stuff that I'm in right now. Like, if I'm on a show, I'm going to watch, like, all of mine and my boys' matches on the show, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, do you watch, yo, do you watch the show Heels? I know it's I have big. not. I, that, so right now I'm in a situation where I don't have a lot of, like, the only streaming server has the ones that people have. Um, it's free. You can watch I go, the what? free right now, though. Oh, really? I'll do it. Check, yeah, check it out. Start. I have not seen it, though. I heard good things, though. It is really good. So there's like this clip in the first episode of season two, which just came out on Friday. And it's like when the guys first get into the business and they're just like backstage at brothers. And he's like, it's not stupid. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, this shit we do is not stupid. Like the, the money we get from it, it doesn't matter. It's like the brotherhood, the fraternity, the camaraderie that you have. Like, and that's like my favorite part too, about showing up to shows. It's just literally going up to everyone and being like, what's up? Cause like I have memories with like every person on the show. And when you're there for longer and you get to, like, work every person on a roster, it's so cool because then you have, like, a whole day you spent with that person bullshit and then talking while you're going over your match and stuff. But you become closer with that person in the process. And yeah. it's just, like, really cool thing to me. So Yeah, it fun. is definitely a, a, a really fun industry to be a part of. There, I was actually just talking a little bit with some of the people before the show yesterday. And I was like, I don't, I don't get how you guys plan out a match in 15 minutes and – remember all of the spots or remember everything you're going to do to to get to that point i'm like i i'm such an improv person like, even with the podcast 
I have an outline in my brain, and I sometimes I think with my guests they get a little like he hasn't talked to me or we haven't figured things out because I'm just so on the fly and I I, yeah. I I just have a conversation, but to translate that into just doing it on the fly in the ring is so crazy to me. And you can see when people try, and then you can see when people are good at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like wow, they're just really flowing with each other really well. The chemistry, it's just it's a fun business it really really is um with that being said when did you fall in love with the art and the and the business of professional wrestling what's your earliest memory as a, as a kid saying this is this is what i this is what i'm into oh i remember like like the first i've watched wrestling like ever since i was a little little kid my dad was a fan so i just grew up with it on the tv and stuff and i always remember like I would have to TV raw when it went to like three hours when I was a little kid because my bedtime was always 10 o'clock and I couldn't watch the 10 to 11 hour. And I have like a distinct memory of like a, who I think it was like a Randy Orton Miz cage match. And like it was the main event. I wanted to watch it so bad and I had to wait until the next day. And I went to school and there was a kid who was talking about it in like my fourth or fifth grade class. And he ruined the ending for me and I was so pissed off because I was like, I was going to watch that the second I got home. <laughs> I don't watch it. But yeah, that... I, I've been into it for a while. I was at uh, WrestleMania 27 as a little kid in Atlanta, Georgia, which is like infamously one of the worst WrestleManias, but I had a great time and like a surreal experience to be there. So just like the spectacle of 100,000 people in a stadium watching two guys in a ring do like a, a choreographed performance was like crazy to me. But yeah, I've never been to a pay-per-view. Uh, I've only ever been to a Raw and a SmackDown. That's it. Really? Yeah. I mean, pay-per-views aren't that special, but WrestleManias and like SummerSlams are special. Rumble's my Rumble's my bucket list. Bro, I've been to two Rumbles. I went to the one where John. I went to two where John Cena won. One was in Madison Square Garden. I was like a little little kid, mm-hmm. and then the other one was out in Phoenix, Arizona. We went with my friend's dad, who lived there, and it was like a really cool time. That's sick. It was like him and Ryback, so I was like, ugh, I mean, I guess John Cena, because like, I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. I was like, I went to CM Punk when I was a kid, I remember. Now it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, he does a whole bunch of stuff over there that I'm, uh, I've heard about, I've heard memes about. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got a lot of people in the, in the Twitch chat um, trolling, which I love that. Please keep the engagement coming, I love it, you guys are killing it. Um, yeah, so uh, you're probably seem like something like me is too. You see, you have a lot going on in the background. You see the Star Wars collection, the basketballs. Uh, I'm the same way, man. It's 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 a lot going on when you're trying to be in, involved with everything at once. Um, <laughs> but this is the, the coolest the, backdrop I thought I could come up with. I love it. We we went over the, all the who's all all the balls that are autographed up there, and it's it's very very impressive. When did you transition? Um, well, real quick before that, growing up, were you were you someone who played sports? Were you someone who was athletic? And, yeah, and was, what all sports I, you I into? Mean, I, I always played baseball until like high school. I played basketball like until college and soccer. Um, that was it. Those three. I mean, that took up a lot of time on its own, but it was just mm-hmm. always like really fun for me. I like basketball the best. Like I still would go out and play at the parks and stuff in Philly at college. I wasn't good enough to be obviously a college basketball player but i had some athleticism and i think that helps me in wrestling yeah uh when did you transition from a fan of the business to i'm gonna go to a school i'm gonna start training and i'm gonna become a part of this business so i was um i'm really young for my grade and stuff i like kind of skipped like kindergarten or something i don't know they like pushed me forward because they like wanted me to stay with the kids i already knew or something but like i was smart so it didn't matter and i was 17 years old when i started college out in philadelphia um, 
And I actually didn't turn 18 until October 25th, which was like a good like two months into the semester because college, it starts at the end of August, the semester. And I remember the, the Wrestle Factory, Katara, I was looking it up one night. I was just like watching Raw and SmackDown with my roommates and they weren't wrestling fans. But like we were like maybe drinking or something. And I was like, yo, I can do this. Like, I, I know I can do this. Like, I've watched this for so long because like there was a match on and like, you know how when you watch wrestling for long enough, you know what's going to kind of happen next in the match. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm calling, like, what's going to happen next, and it's happened. They're like, yo, how do you know that? I'm like, because I've watched this shit my whole life. Like, I know this. So then they were like, you should do it. So I'm like, all right, I'll look it up. So I find this place, sign up for classes, because they started, like, two days after I turned 18, and you needed to be 18. And then I woke up in the morning with, like, the confirmation email. I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to wrestling training. Ever since, I didn't stop. <laughs> Who, who was all part of your uh, training when you were there at Monster Factory? No, 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 Wrestle Factory. Not Wrestle Monster. Factory, sorry, Wrestle Factory. Yep, yep. Um, so it was really interesting because I was in a 101 class when I started, obviously, and Tony Cheney was in that class, and he was one of the best people I could have ever met. I had no idea who he was, but I remember the first day of practice, him coming and being like, oh, I just took like a suplex on a chair at a show yesterday. And I was like super intimidated. I was like, oh my God, these guys are like way more advanced than me. I did not belong. <laughs> but it was a one-on-one so, -on -one class. Yeah, Go so ahead. Tony Cheney, for who's for those who don't know, he's he's actually the motion capture guy for the brand new uh, wrestling video game coming up, the Wrestling Code, uh, which is going to be really really cool. It's a, it's going to be a really good wrestling video game, which is pretty much showcasing all independent wrestling. There's going to be some legends in there, so it can scratch that. It's like a, it's like an indie show, you know, the name comes in and that draws the tickets, but you're there to see the indies, uh, and that's kind of how this video game is set up. And Tony Cheney is the the motion capture guy for that. So all the the uh, which. Fun fact, the guy who's the most over right now in wrestling, L.A. Knight, has been the motion capture guy for most of the video games for there for a while. So Tony Cheney, a, a, cool, a cool name drop there. I like that one. Yeah, he's actually the one. He brought me to one of the, the motion capture things, and I got to help motion capture DDP into the game. That was, like, one of the coolest experiences. And we did that at the Nightmare Factory in Georgia, which is, like, Cody Rhodes' school. Yeah. So that was just all around really cool. We got to meet Kid Bandit, too, if you know who that is, and train with him. Yeah. Um, just like a whole bunch of really cool stuff. It was like, uh, I'm trying to think there were some other people there too. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but it was just a very, very cool experience. A lot of waffle houses. I've never been to a waffle house before that. That's like a wrestling staple, right? Yeah, it was just cool. Um, but yeah, Tony Cheney is a great guy. He got me like a lot of my first bookings right, right after that. That was like awesome. And it was just like really fortunate that I met him. there. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, I'd say your biggest following comes from your, your time in the backyard, we'll say. Uh, now, when I say that, I don't say it in a negative connotation. I mean uh, Grimm's Toy Show, uh, which yep. has been, I think, a huge platform for you. How did you get involved with Grimm and start working there? So that's literally Tony Cheney. I had never been like on shows or anything. Um, I did the 101 class, and that was it. Like Tony Cheney didn't do the 201. He was just like there to you know learn a little bit. And he told me, like, I like to, you know, do seminars, do a couple week classes here and there, which I, like, respect. That's, you know, a really smart approach to it. Um, he's got a great wrestling mind. But I did, like, 201, 301. I went, like, all the way up to, like, 501 or whatever. And then they were like, okay, you just got to join, like, the regular class, like, the weekly class now. So that happened. And in the middle of all this, COVID was going on. So everything got shut down. Shows stopped running. And I was, like, 
trained at this point for a year, like uh, decent enough to start doing like matches and stuff, but there was just nothing happening because of COVID. And I'm on the boardwalk, the Jersey Shore boardwalk one day, and just randomly I hear this voice. And I don't know where I know it from, but I know I know it. And at that point, I had also taken a picture and put it on my Instagram with the people in my class. And this guy I went to high school over and was like, yo, that's Tony Cheney. He's a wrestler. He does this and this. He's like kind of big. And I remember watching some of his stuff. And then I'm like, that's Tony Cheney. And I looked behind me and it's him right there, like getting tacos or something. So I go over and I'm talking to him and he's with like Zach Ruby and stuff. If you know, that's another wrestler. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we got this show tomorrow. You should come on by and see if you can help out. So it was like a GTS one. And I went by and they're like, yeah, we need a jobber for today. So I was the jobber. And I jobbed to this guy whose name was like um, something Moxley. Like he was a job Moxley ripoff. Of yeah. Billy, Billy, Billy Moxley. And yeah, it was actually like really cool because I was like never in a match before. And now I'm like on camera in front of like, I think it got like 80,000 views because that was like a big dude return to the Moxley guy. So it was just like a really cool thing. And then Grim liked me. He's like, yeah, I keep coming around. And, you know, you get like a little bit more of an opportunity, a little bit more. And I guess he liked what I was doing. And then eventually I became like a mainstay on the show. Yeah. One of my favorite, honestly, my favorite things about Grim is is you can watch that channel and see names before their names. Like you can see like the MJFs and like Thunder, like Thunder Rosa was already big, but like there's names that you can see that are were on Grimm's that were that are now mega stars. But also, I hear stories all the time where someone like like you are coming to the yard or now my buddy uh, Precious, just fresh as fresh as you could be, fresh as a daisy, enter Grimm's backyard and he sees something in you or he feel, builds a character off you, and then you're a, a mainstay for a year or two, and he helps people get a following and people exactly. become fans like it's a, I honestly I really love what he has going on there and, and I, I you're one of the biggest products of that like you Corvus Jay the key like people who came from the, the the grim side of things and really make names for yourselves out there yeah Jay the key first of all shout out that's my best friend right there but yeah. um no like what you just said is like spot on and like that's why I hate anyone who will like shit on Grimm's or whatever because like whatever you want to say like at the end of the day he probably pulls more views than like almost anyone but like the big like five companies out yeah. there you know not only precious was on gts but precious is the tag and uh, trios tag team in the same weekend <laughs> yeah that just happened oh. <laughs> wait i don't know if that's posted yet <laughs> oh never mind cut that yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know the schedule i just heard about it yeah, that's why I was like, uh, I don't know. Oops, about that. cut that, cut that, cut that. Um, my bad. Yeah, Precious is uh, has been doing some stuff at GTS yeah, so uh, as well and, as a few me people. And my man, me and my main man Grim right now are the tag team champions over at GTS. If you want to oh. see us defend them, you got to tune into Sucker Slam though. Check out yes. what happened. My bad. I didn't know the recording schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I've been out of the loop. <laughs> uh, Maybe a teaser. Who knows? <laughs> Editing can, right, can happen. Grim doesn't see that. Yeah, yeah. My bad, Grim. Don't, don't beat me up. <laughs> um, I did a, a match with Rocket at Grimm's last week that was really fun. And I had this TV from my college uh, dorm. And I was moving out last week. And when I was taking all my stuff out, because my lease is up July uh, today, July 31st, uh, the TV dropped and broke that I had for like four years. So I was like, damn it, there's a broke TV. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring it to Grimm's. So I had this match with Rocket. And Isaac Scythe gets involved. And he ends up doing this crazy, like, reversal onto me. And I went head first into the TV. It was the coolest thing, like, I've done. 
and it was so soft. Like I was expecting it to be like maybe even like cut me, but I was fine. And it was just like the coolest visual ever. So yeah. you guys got that out if you haven't seen that. BTS is like really starting to get going now. We're gonna get this like core group that we have because we've been like struggling to keep like the same guys around and stuff. And I feel like if we have the group that we have right now, we can build a really cool product. Like there's some really good wrestlers there. The best there's been in a while. Yeah. Rad, Rad if you know him, Radley Belmont. He's yeah. Really cool. mm-hmm. I, I love oh, how the, uh, the 570 scene, our, our 570 PA guys are making the trip down there. Cause it's been something yeah, that we talked about for a while. Yeah. Like, um, that if it, it once it, like I feel like that Jersey scene has been really really good, and then I feel like our fi- I, I I'm very proud of our five seven zero scene. I think there's a lot of really talented people, and I think that co- coming together has been really cool, and uh, a really good indication of that has been places like GTS where you can see that mashup of really talented people down there killing it. Yeah, no, like GTS has been like really cool. Like I mean, I go there one day and like wrestle like James Ellsworth. I go there the next day and wrestle like Rocket. Like there's just so many different kinds of people that come through there. It's just like a hub for all of wrestling, you know? Yeah, it's beautiful. I feel like, I feel like if you're on this like coast, like northeast side of wrestling, and you're on the Indies, at one point you're gonna end up in Grimms. Like that's just kind of it just goes like that, you know? Yeah. So. Well, when it comes to your merchandise game, I think that's another thing that really stood out to me. I, I went to your shows, and you, you have the flash sticks, you have the the foam fingers, t-shirts. Where Everything. do you where do you find this? As as someone who sells merchandise, where do you go to get foam custom foam fingers and light sticks and stuff? So I actually have like a lot of my stuff. I get it from the same people that the New Jersey Devils use for all of their like promotional giveaway stuff. I that's found, awesome. Like, a guy- that's like willing to do like custom orders if you order in bulk. So I, I can show you right now. Our spare bedroom is just like 600 of those film lightning bolts everywhere. <laughs> we have to order like a thousand at a time to get them made custom. Yeah. But um, eventually, like, I mean, they go. Like, I, I always am restocking my bag with them. That's like my number one seller because it's like five bucks. It's a really cool little thing. You know, parents are like, all right, five bucks. I'll get it for the kid. They can hold up the phone thing. They can know bop each other with it whatever but i think and it's like the lightning bolt so that's like you know a different than a normal like foam thing so it attracts eyes yeah no and here's the thing too is on the indie scene they're, they're starting to come back with signs a lot of mm-hmm. a lot a lot of signs at wrestling oh. shows and and they're and coming back. right here right here i got Go one back Pulling I mean, out a sign. I haven't, I haven't gotten all of them, but like, I usually take a picture, or if they'll let me take them home, I have like a bunch of ones that I've taken home before. Oh, that's awesome! Cool ones like that. Like this one is like, what is it? UWC one. That's awesome. Know. So yeah, you go up to fans and ask them for their signs? No, sometimes like they'll give me them, and like I'll just take them because like. Have cool. you gotten a drawing yet from Gavin? Um. Maybe, have you have you heard of, well, if no, you if you haven't then you haven't you definitely so Gavin's a little uh, fan who goes to wrestling shows in our area right yes yeah 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 I've met him yeah yeah you've made it when Gavin you get a hand drawn sign from Gavin um but yeah so signs are coming back but I think what makes you stand out too when people go wait a second during the match everyone was running around with these foam fingers and light sticks and you don't see those at independent shows like that, that's just not an item you see around. And then you see on camera and photos these foam fingers and people going crazy. 
and I think that's another way people associate with you and remember you as a talent is because that's such an odd and unique item that you sell at your merch table that you sell cheap and you sell and, and you do very well selling them that people are like, yo, he's the kid with the foam fingers that was at the mat. Like I've heard of people refer to you as that, like, because of that, I think it's well, dude, super the, smart. The craziest thing happened. So, um, like I said, I'm always like into, uh, what, how do I put this? Like, I want to leave my mark on like the fans. So mm-hmm. even if it's like the littlest thing, I have business cards that I'll give to kids. Cause you know, kids are always like, Oh, I don't have money, but I want something. So I'll be like, Oh, you can take this and I'll even sign it for you on the back. So it feels like they get something while the only thing they're getting is like something promoting me, which, you know, it's still cool. They get like an autograph thing, but now they can look at that, follow me on wherever. Cause I have all my socials on it. And sometimes like, I'll just throw out the bracelets. I sell them for a dollar, but I, I just throw them out when I'm walking out or at intermission sometime. And I was at a club in Philadelphia after I took all my tests and everything, celebrating with my roommates. And this guy comes up to me and like taps me. And he's like, are you Flash Carter? And I was like, yeah, you know me. And he just goes like this and he has my wristband on. <laughs> the coolest thing ever. And I was yeah. like, stop. That's that's sick. Yeah. Uh, someone in the chat. This happens a lot on the chat. I don't. I guess because we were we were mortal enemies for a while, but we have slowly we have become friends. But someone's already ma- making a match here. They want to see Flash Carter versus Ricky Price. Oh, I've heard that a couple times this weekend. Yeah, I like Ricky Price. We could definitely do that. We got to get somewhere to book it. Maybe that first Friday at Sanctuary. If you guys yeah. both come on Friday, that could be a fun match. Uh, oh, yeah. My buddy here saying I need to move to the Northeast area. The scene out there so, seems so much cleaner. We have great talent here, but there's that. some, but there's some <laughs> sketchy people. <laughs> He's from there's Kansas. Sketchy people everywhere, brother. Oh yeah, there's, there's sketchy, sketchy people everywhere. Uh, Leon the King says Flash stands out at the indie shows. I totally, totally agree. Um, you, so man. one of the things, that, another question I like to ask is is something that I, I you see all the time or you hear about maybe backstage, but not so much as fans, but. When, when, when you're in a business or you're in an industry and you have that aha moment where you're training everything you've been doing, where you still have the nerves, I'm not saying the nerves go away, but you have that moment where you, you either work with a talent or you have a conversation with somebody, you just get that in-ring time and you're like, everything just kind of feels like it finally clicks. Like you have that, that snap moment where you're like, oh, I get this now. You know what I mean? Or, or you yeah. feel like you've hit that next level. When has that happened for you in your career or has it happened at all yet? Um. I think like you could say like there's levels to it. Like I feel like I apply this to everything in life, not just wrestling, mm-hmm. but like life is all about making mistakes and then learning and not making the same mistakes. So if I fuck up like one way in wrestling and like I get heat for something, like even if it's like the stupidest, littlest thing, you will not catch me doing that ever again. Like I'm like very serious about wanting to become better. Like I was talking earlier, better at everything I do. And I feel like the best way to do that is just to look back on how you messed up in the past and make sure you don't do that again. So every time like I'm at a new place training, I kind of feel like, oh, wow, like this is a really interesting new perspective, like something I would not have thought of, something that a place before has now taught me about. Because I did some time, like I said, I did like two and a half years at the Wrestle Factory. Um, I spent uh, like two months, one summer at Creative Pro in Long Island, which was like really far away. Uh, and now, like, I've been doing the last couple months at CZW, and they're really, really smart over there. Like, Deshaun Pratt. I love Deshaun. Yeah, dude, Deshaun is the best. And I was literally having this exact conversation with him. I'm like, I'm here because, like, I want to get better. Like, I know that I don't know everything. I know that there's still so much for me to improve. I'm so young, and there's, like, 
I, I can do so much more in this with the proper teaching and learning. And that's why I'm there. I'm like, He's I a good person to link I, up with. If I was in the business, and, and Deshaun has said it on this podcast, he doesn't want any money. He just says, pay, come, pay me in sweat. Come to the mm-hmm. dojo and pay me in sweat. And yep. if Deshaun's willing to give you a free education and all you have to do is work your ass off, take that education because Deshaun's a good human. Hell yeah, dude. Deshaun is one of my favorite guys. Yeah. But no, like just the time, I guess, spending there. And then when, okay, when I do like the things I learn in training in a match and it goes like over really well, that's like one of those moments because I'm like, oh, like damn like they really do know like what they're talking about and like obviously they do and stuff but when you see it like executed good in a match you're like that's just like crazy to think i was just like walking through that in practice last week and now like we're doing this 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 and it's going the whole you know at 10 speed and it's looking crisp and everything yeah um that that i it's i did everything you just said that like the long island cz like you're putting yourself in the right positions to get better at what you're doing and i it's just i don't know man i think you're on a really really good track i'm super excited i'm excited for you like i don't know i try man i try i don't know like everyone's like now starting to be like oh he's going to medical school he's gonna be a doctor and this no have something to fall back on (laughs) i know i still still, like really want to go for this and like that's like probably my next big decision because um I still have to obviously see where I get into or not for medical school. But then if I do get into like somewhere far away, it's like, do I want to start kind of all over in a new place? Do I want to just keep it up? Like I kind of want to stay in this area, maybe like that's a thought and just like mm-hmm. continue to do this. Cause medical school is grueling and stuff, but like I would still probably be able to. What, what do you, what do you want to do in medical school? Like what, what is your goal? Cardiology. So, okay. I mean, really, like, I want to be, like, a cardiovascular surgeon, but, like, obviously, you got to get through medical school before you get to surgeon school, so it's one step at a time, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the end goal. Is there a reason why you picked that uh, industry or field or that part of the body? Um, I've shadowed, like, four different types of doctors now, and it's just the one I found the most interesting. Like, when they are, like, literally, they do this, it's, uh, do you know what a, um, a cardiac catheterization is, by chance? Uh, it sounds... Uh, intrusive <laughs> it's not at all actually. it's like one of the most common things like so uh, like a lot of old people people who smoke uh, cigarettes get it it's when your like uh, arteries start getting a little plaque and they start getting blocked so you go for these tests and then if you get a certain a certain percentage back blocked the doctor will be like okay we got to put in what's called the stent and it's just like this little balloon that blows up and it like opens up that artery but the way they put it in is they go in through the uh, artery in your thigh, your femoral artery, and they just put like a pipe cleaner looking thing and they shimmy it up there and they press a button and it blows it up and then they shimmy the thing out and then you're done. That's like, crazy. Like, Are you the, awake for it? You're under local anesthesia, so you won't remember it, but you'll be like biologically awake for it. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I think that's the artery in your leg that uh... – I'm a, I'm a Commanders fan, but back in the day when they had a different name, uh, Sean Taylor, unfortunately, was in a home invasion, and he was shot in that artery, yeah. and he actually bled out and died. That's like a – so I guess that's the main one you go into because I guess it's the largest one or something, right? Yeah, that's the easiest way to get up to all of these arteries up here because a lot of the time they won't do a, uh, a stent, like I just said, unless it's almost 100% blocked, with the exception – of the arteries that supply uh, blood to the heart itself, because those are yeah. the most important. You got to keep your heart beating. I always, I always question, like when someone's like, oh, "I'm going to medical school," because obviously people just 
think of as a broad spectrum, but there's so many different things you could do. It's like, how do you go from like, I want to do heart doctor, I want to do this, to like, I'm going to be the the butt doctor or the, the PP doctor, or, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, so, all right, well, this ain't working out. I'm going to try this field. <laughs> how it works, actually, is your first uh, two years of medical school, you do each rotation. You go through eight different things. You have to do OBGYN, you have to do psychiatry, you have to do pediatrics, you have to do like internal medicine. So you get to go through it all. I just kind of like have the idea that I want to do it because I shadowed those doctors. And now it's like getting into medical school is crazy. That's why I haven't been able to like be training like the last few years consistently as much as I wanted. I'd have to volunteer like 10 hours a week. I'd have to shadow doctors for the whole summer when I wasn't in school. Like they just want you doing a ridiculous amount of stuff. I'm just so happy. It's like in the past now and I actually have free time to do wrestling stuff like it's the best yeah it, it comes down to those reps you don't get good unless you get the reps and obviously that's an industry you need to be good at so you're gonna do a lot of reps like I said it'll be like 12 years before I get to be done with school if it goes the way I want it to <laughs> so, cool. yeah well if, as long as as long as you can balance both and wrestling and and doctor stuff it's gonna be it's gonna be successful for you um well let's get let's dive into the name here flash Carter right. how did you land on this name how did it come about um carter is the shoot middle name so you can go put that on the gts wiki go ahead there's your little snippet of information <laughs> as uh -huh. i already spoiled Dude, something, they, right? <laughs> they have that, they have that I'm jewish on there i don't know how they even got that <laughs> they got everything. but um yeah no that's my shoot middle name and i was gonna go jay carter because my real name is jared carter but um, someone was like, no, that's boring as shit. So I was like, all right, well, what do we got? And then we were like thinking and thinking. And then this one guy had a um, keychain with the Flash logo on it. He was like, Flash Carter. And I was like, yes. And now, once you, once you landed that name, did you become like, did you start looking into more like Flash comics, Flash TV, or do you just stay away from it because it's too much? Not really. I mean, like, yeah, like I always like laugh when like it's like something Flash now. But like, I actually watched the CW show for a couple years when I was younger, but I stopped watching it. And I don't know. I know they have like five more seasons now. I can't. Yeah. It, it started off really good. I like that kid a lot who played Flash. The only gripe I have with it is his, his, it seemed like he had a really big head and it looked weird in the costume. <laughs> he I like, like a that Funko dude. Pop. <laughs> he was, I don't know. He was a good Flash. He was a good Flash. They he was. He was a good Flash. Movie. They should yeah. use him for that movie they had. And not the creepy dude, right? Yeah, I, I heard he has a whole bunch of problems. Not oh just my like, goodness. Anything, like drugs and like fucking weapons and all this stuff. He's got yeah. He got canceled, and everyone's like, "Who cares?" It's like pro wrestling, you know, and just like, "Ah, come back!" Ah. <laughs> no, just no one talks about it. We'll just keep going. <laughs> yeah, we'll just run it under a different name or something. Yeah, yeah. Right, we'll, we'll just drop your last name. Nobody will ever know. Yeah, I'll just be, I'll just be fast Carter now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So besides professional wrestling, uh, what are some of your other pa passions? You said basketball and stuff like that, but if, if, if like, what else are you into? Like, obviously, you have the Star Wars thing. Are you a gamer? Or you read? Um, I, I play, like, only sports video games. So, like, right now I'm playing a lot of MLB The Show, you know? It. Okay. Um, my Diamond Dynasty team is pretty legit, so no one wants to play me in that. I got the 99 Derek Jeter you get for getting, like, every card in the game. My little brother's a MLB streamer. He oh yeah, by, yeah. He's on no. Twitch. He goes by Captain Butters. I, I've never. I don't even know if I have Twitch installed anymore. But you should tell him I want to play him because no one beats me. Diamond Dynasty. There you go. 
he, there's another streamer that I found, and I, I guess they became friends or they know each other. But this, I found him on TikTok. It was so random. He plays MLB The Show, and then like if something crazy happens to the game, somehow he cuts to like a green screen of him in front of like the thing, and he'll be like screaming at an umpire, like umpire, I can't believe you missed that call. Like <laughs> he, he's he's like such a like he'll be playing the game, and then he'll cut, and it'll be a screen of him on a green screen, and the umpire just stand there in game, and it's him in the game like screaming at the like he's so wildly entertaining i wish That's i knew the guy's cool. name but i i seen him on tiktok but yeah mlb the show is insanely i don't have the patience for it baseball yeah. is one of those sports growing up i i don't have the hand-eye coordination to hit the ball and then when i finally do hit the ball i grew up playing soccer so i get bored standing still i need to keep moving you know what i mean I'm the I kid in the outfield picking daisies. That's me. I was so I was a catcher my whole life. So I was never bored because I'm involved every pitch, you know. Yeah. So that's like why I wanted to be catcher because I used to play outfield and I would be like bored as shit. But I would yeah. be like, if I get to call the pitches and stuff, then you're literally like one of the most important parts of the game, you know. Yeah. Now, who's know, your like, Who's your baseball team? I'm a Mets fan. I got. <laughs> I was on uh, the Mets game like two weeks ago. I went to a day game, and I have this huge like probably goes like up to here Mets cowboy hat right like very obnoxious very rambunctious and then it was like a one o'clock day game we were going to and I went with my mom and I was like mom you realize if it's like a blowout like I don't know if you know the Mets commentators but like uh, Keith Hernandez and Gary Cohen they just start talking about the most random shit and it's so funny so I'm like if I wear this hat and it's like a blowout game there's a good chance I can get on TV so they come back from commercial. It's like 6-1. The Mets are losing. And the camera's just like hand on me waiting in line for like a hot dog at Shake Shack. And then yeah. they see me turn around and I'm like, oh, what's up? And I'm like, I'm <laughs> and stuff. Now, are you, are you from the Philly PA area? No, I'm from like central Jersey, but I went to college. Okay. In Philly, so. So Makes I sense. With I was gonna say, if you live in the Philly area, how are you? How are you walking around as a? That's dangerous. That's no, not... I actually got into a fight opening day uh, at the Mets Phillies game like four years ago with my dad. It was pretty funny. <laughs> oh man, I see. I grew up in Pennsylvania, and I'm not. I'm. I. I. None of my teams are PA teams. I. I. I follow all the Washington. DC Virginia teams that's that's, that's like, respectable that's respectable yeah I'm well, a lot of the, a lot of those teams their minor teams or they used to have training camps and stuff have all been like in Hershey Pennsylvania and I'm close yeah. to that so like the, the Nationals the Hershey Bears are the Capitals um, all like and then Washington used training camp used to be in Carlisle Pennsylvania so that's kind of how I've gravitated to all the DC teams Penn State's medical school is in Hershey. I applied to there. That's one of the ones I yeah. I heard down. Penn State has a really Penn State and Temple are probably the two top two in PA, right? For medical. Um. Well, and then um, what should I call it? UPenn. They're Ivy League. They're yeah. Great, but I don't know. I don't want to be in Philly anymore. I want to get out of Philly. I got my car broken into like three times this year. I'm done with it. Oh, don't tell me that. And I also, might be, so I might be moving like, to Philly. Oh, well, it's, there's no, there's good parts. Like South Philly is really nice, but like Temple and specifically Temple's medical school are in like the two worst parts of North Philly. A lot of high crime. Super duper high crime. There was a guy killed in front of my apartment this year. They Jesus. had like the, the outline of the gun on the street for like two weeks. Wasn't there like a, a, like a, a, a kidnapping or a hostage situation like not too long ago? Oh, yo, there was one time I was coming out of the gym because Temple has super nice gyms, right? Like that's at least one thing they have, like swimming pools, everything you can imagine. Um, and I'm going into Subway to get, you know, like a little protein after. And I'm going to walk out and there's a cop like right there. He's like, you guys got to stay in here. 
I'm like, why? And they're like, we have like a guy who's holding up a store down the block. We're not letting anyone in or out of any of these stores until we get the situation under control. So I was stuck inside a subway for like 30 minutes while I get this knucklehead out of the friggin' like deli. He was wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So any other interests or passions? Um, well, like I said, all sports. I'm all over the place. I'm a big Patriots fan. I've been to a couple Super Bowls. So I went to the one against the Eagles where we lost and then the one against the Rams where we won. That one was a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Um, big Portland Trailblazers fan, believe wow. it or not. So I'm very upset Damian Lillard's leaving us, but I've been with them for like 10 years, so I got to stick with them even if he goes. How do you land uh, those, these teams all over the place? There's, there's reasonings behind them all. So the Patriots, when I was like a little, little kid, because my mom's a Cowboy fan and my dad's in Houston Oiler turned Tennessee Titan fan. Okay. They're like, okay, we want you to pick one of these things. And they had like a case of every mini helmet. And I picked the one of the Patriots guy in like the three-point stance. You know, the, yeah, throw the great throw logo. Throw. Great logo. Yeah. So I picked that one. And they just started buying me Patriots shit. And it just so happened that I was born in 01, which is like when they won their first Super Bowl. And, like, I was growing up on them losing two Super Bowls to the Giants. Those were my first memory. So yeah. I hate They were, like, losers to me. They were in winners until we started beating the Seahawks and the Falcons and all those ones. Could you imagine? Yeah. My team lost the Super Bowl, so they're losers. Come, come over to the commander's side. Where we're... Yeah. <laughs> you guys, we're just well, you, still, you still have one from the 90s you can remember. That's not that long ago. Yeah, I, I was alive for the when they beat the Bills. Yeah, I was very young, but I was alive for it. Yeah, see, I was happy because, like, I was technically alive. I was 0, 2, and 3 when the Patriots won their first three. And then they lost two to the Giants. And I was like, oh, my God, like, they're never going to win again. You're making then, me feel so uh, old. Just, your whole dynasty, your, your your childhood was the entire Patriots dynasty. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. And I, I was thinking about that the other night. I was like, I'll never be able to watch a quarterback that's better than Tom Brady in my life. Like, I've already seen the best. Because You'll the never best see a, like a coaching, com co coaching QB combo like that ever again. Just crazy, like ten Super Bowls. That's insane. It's I mean, it's unheard of. It is, but no, them and then Devils and Mets. I like those are the local teams, and I like Portland because when I started getting into basketball in like 2014, they were the team that drafted me in 2K. So I just like them. <laughs> uh, that's that's sick. Now we'll we'll end here. I, I like I like name dropping, plugging people, getting more names out there for people to be aware of. Uh, who are some of your favorite matches that you've had in this industry, and who are some matches that you haven't had that you want? Ooh, I'm very like against like putting out those lists and stuff. Like I know everyone likes to put out their little list. Of, like, I love speaking things into existence. You would not like believe so how many times people have said stuff on podcasts or on my podcast, and it has come true for them. I'm just saying. I'm not right, saying well, I have that we'll much start, stroke. Maybe we'll the universe the, listens. We'll start with the favorite ones, I guess. Um... Let's see, very recently, I think my matches at um, UWA Elite, if you know that promotion, have been, like, killing it. I had this crazy, like, half-an-hour TLC match with Eric Corvus. We just, like, absolutely killed each other. That was awesome. He's really good, but I like, I like his brother Pete better. <laughs> I haven't had a one-on-one -on -one with Pete, but one of my very first matches that I liked, like, maybe, like, six, seven months into having my first match, it was me and Ace Hitman Jones, if you remember who he is. He was my tag team partner at UWC for a while against Tommy Salami and Pete Corvus. And that was a really, really good match. That was my favorite like tag match I did in a while. 
But um, I had one against KTB, if you know him. He's really awesome. That was a great match. Uh, one against Joey Adams, too, from UWA. I don't know. There's a lot of matches that I enjoy. There's some that I definitely don't enjoy. Those you'll never hear me talk about. But, like, yeah. there's a lot that I watch back with, like, fond memories. But there's always things I think I can improve on. Even in, like, my favorite matches where, like, everything is, like, clicking. There's going to be some way I go in the ring weird or I should have hooked him on this or not on that. Like, just small things I'm always going to find. You beat yourself up over. Yeah. But, like, that's, like, a good thing because, like, you can always find room to improve. Like, and if you're like giving people room to critique, then they'll give you critiques. So like, you don't want to have any yeah. like loose ends. Basically you want to tidy up everything you possibly can in a match. It's actually really good too. And I, I feel like Grimm's a good spot for that as well as how I feel like how he said he felt, he fell into like our area of people, like the people like that I work with a lot. And I think what makes our area so good and our talent so good is we're, unapologetic with each other like yo your match sucked like you got to fix this this and this or like these are the things you should work on and that's good to be around like if but if you're not mentally ready for, for critiques it could be hard on you because you think they're picking on you or whatever it may be but that you need to be around people who are not just gonna be like oh your match is great kid you know what i mean you're not gonna get better yeah, i won't lie there was there was one time because grim is like that too and like that's like yep. how you be like not that long ago, Grim was, like, you know, getting on me. He was, like, oh, like, I feel like you got to, like, you know, give it a little more and stuff. And I, like, he was, like, you know, you're right. I do. And then the last couple matches, I really going hard there. But, like, I've seen, like, him say to a guy before, like, we'll finish a match. And he'll be, like, yeah, like, I don't think I could post that. Like, that was just, like, I'm going to be honest, like, the shits. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, it's, like, true. And it's, like, you need to hear that sometimes. But, like, some guys just don't want to hear it. They're just, like, oh, just put it out anyway. Like, you really That's shouldn't that out there it's gonna look bad on your behalf yeah and obviously it's his brand too and he doesn't want to put out stuff that's bad so oh yeah and that's yeah. the other thing like when people like get snippy with him i'm like would you like tell like a booker or like a promoter like no if they told you to do this like you're just a wrestler on his show like it's his booking and stuff yeah you gotta live. yeah i, 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 I totally agree like, when people get like egoey like that and like i'm never yeah. like that with him and i think that's why he doesn't mind when i'm like yo like it would be funny if we like said this or whatever and then sometimes he'll throw it in you know like yeah. that tv remember i told you about the tv i brought i was like grim when i grab this you should be like flash we just invested the whole budget for the month into this you can't do this to the tv it's the brand new monitor and i was like, <laughs> like i laughed so hard at that <laughs> uh so matches that you haven't had that you want oh geez i don't know um who haven't I fought that I know that I want to fight? <laughs> is there like big? Is there like an, an uh, like maybe names that are out there like maybe big name guys that you've seen that you're like a fan of that you would like to work? <sighs> I mean, putting me on the spot right here. Well, the one we definitely got to get. We said before we'll do me versus Ricky Price. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of those, a lot of those PA guys. I know. I like to see you and Hawthorne with ropes. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to get Hawthorne again with ropes. Um, <laughs> definitely want to get, let's see, like Corey Dillinger, me and him need to get into one-on-one -on -one if you know who he is. Mm -hmm. Trying to think, uh, what else? I want to do me. I'm excited to see you and Rocket. Yeah, oh, there's a good one, one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, we need that on a live show. Definitely me and Rocket. We were supposed to at another place, but like they legit told us, they were like, yeah, we're going to get you guys next month one-on-one. -on -one. And it just fell through and never happened, which sucks. But eventually it'll happen. You, I think, just putting over Sanctuary a little hard here, I think you and Andre would be a good match as well. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like a lot of those guys there. Xander was uh was telling me he wanted to do some stuff. I was like, we definitely can. Um, mm-hmm. Precious, I don't know. We may or may not fight on GTS this week, so you might have that to look. Tune in. To. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like big name guys. Like I'm not gonna be a mark and be like, I want to fight Seth Rollins. Like I'm not gonna be like that. Um, I don't know. Is there like GCW guys out there that you're like, man, I I wish I can get to that level or work with those kind of guys? I guess oh, they, like you know they, they, they want to see you and you and Rocket in a tag team. Dude, we we talked about it and like we were thinking, but I don't know. Like the one place I was thinking doing it, he just turned heel at now. So I'm like, mm. but we were, we've been talking about that. Like I would love to team with Rocket. It's just the logistics behind it. We'd have to figure out like a company that would let us do it and shit. You gotta learn how to dance too. I I tried to do a handstand. Like he did the break <laughs> dance, and then like it was my turn because they were introducing me, and I just did like a handstand. That's the only thing I. Did. But um. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I guess. I guess now that I'm at CZW, I want to fight with like a lot of those guys too. Eventually, yeah. but they've been there for a lot longer, so I got to put in my time there. Have, have you worked so, Quay yet, Mac Quay? In a multi-man match, but yeah, I do want to eventually get him into singles. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did a multi-man in like Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, at this RWF. If you've heard of it, yep, I've heard of it. Yeah, uh, my, was, I think my buddy Header was a champion there for a little bit, right? Yeah, him, yeah. Him so and Quay were trading off. It was me, Quay, Andy Header, and Prince Piranha in that match. Okay. And then it sprung off into two singles matches, me versus Piranha and Quay versus Header. Yeah, didn't they do like a two out of three or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So originally it was the four-way for the vacant belt, and they pinned the two of us at the same time, like in a roll-up. Oh, gotcha, so gotcha. That, that went off and we went off. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, listen, we're at that, that 50-minute mark. If anyone has any last questions or anything they want to put out there in the chat, please do so now. Uh, Flash, while, while people are coming up with questions for you, is there anything you want to talk about, anything we didn't cover, anything you want to plug? I mean, I'm posting new matches. I'm trying to post new matches to the YouTube all the time, so you can always check those out for clips. Uh, stay posted to my social media. I'm always posting where I'm going to be. I'm booked out basically most Saturdays for the year, so... I will be somewhere. I will be in your neck of the woods if you're around the Pennsylvania or New Jersey area. Go and if you want to see me come to your area and I'm not there, make sure to let your local promotions know and stuff. Because I get a lot of messages. Why aren't you here? Why aren't you there? Let them know you want me there. People don't realize they have more power as the fans than they think they do. If you want to rest absolutely. Them, on a podcast, you want a wrestler on a rest a local show, tag him because especially if a promoter's like, "Oh, who's this guy coming getting his t- name tagged all over the place?" That that will change people's perceptions. You have so much power in the comment section that you don't realize you do. Hundred percent. Grim uh, Grim versus Flash Carter. They said we did have a classic rivalry like two years ago, and we we've been we've been best friends for a while. Though we're tag team champs, and I don't see that ending anytime in the foreseeable future. So throw that away. Throw that away. <laughs> throw that comment away. We don't need that. Have you we, worked uh, Jay one on one yet? Jay Evans. Yeah. Yeah, a ton. Yeah. We ton. were we were like, dude, we were in a rivalry at three different promotions at the same time in the spring. So we fought each other like four times in like five weeks once. It was crazy. Someone said he step he might be stepping away soon here. He said he is, but he's still I, doing I hate that. I hate that. I, I know. 
I'll get him. I'm supposed to have I'm supposed to have him on this podcast, but things fell through, so I have to, he's the one I have to reschedule and get on because people are really excited for that one. Yeah, you got to catch him when he's not at the at the club. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a partier. <laughs> I, dude, so we were we went out Thursday night because it was Italian night at our favorite club, which is like, come on, Italian night. We got to turn up. I had the hair slicked back and everything. Uh, and then Friday night we go out again. And he was going out Saturday, and then Sunday I couldn't use those two. I was like, bro, I gotta. I got to go home and rest up. <laughs> uh, Greg said in the chat, how did you get hooked up with GTS? We kind of talked about that earlier. Uh, Tony Cheney put that together and kind of yes. had to come in. But appreciate the comment, uh, Greg. Uh, I was thinking of someone in my area that you'd like to work, and Kenny Alfonso is the name they put out. He's Whoa. from the Kansas area. Uh, dude, I would love to come out to, like, the Midwest. Yeah. That that scene's blowing up. The Midwest scene's getting getting popular. Like, I mean, it probably always is popular, but there's so much wrestling out there. It's so hard to consume and remember everything. That's why, like, sometimes on social media, I see a post and I say something stupid, and then I blow something later on. <laughs> but uh, I like, yeah, I, I really want to make a run for like PWI 500, but I feel like it's not going to happen. Definitely not this year because I had the wrist break, so I missed like three four months of that. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like I don't do enough promotions that they give a fuck about. Well, you 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 had an opportunity to be part of, uh, and you're still working with High Tension, uh, and they had a laundry list of people that from their promotion that has they, have made it. Yes, they are absolutely are one, and I'm really upset because the last one that they were having, I was going to come out to, and I think it got postponed or canceled or something. And the next one that they're doing is like the biggest show for one of my other ones I'm at, so I have to be at that one. Yeah. But I will be back there. I was talking to um, was it, I was talking to Alex and I was talking to Brian Ace, if you know him, Ryan. Yep. Um, me, oh, he was a guy I trained with for a really long time at the Russell he's, Factory. He's, he was he, he's very impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm a big he fan. He is of my man. And he, I brought him to GTS twice. I hope he comes more. He could definitely, uh, definitely make a name for himself there, too. Okay, but I, you could tell them I would love oh, – have you ever tried the uh, uh, new 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 North East Wrestling as promotion? In oh no, New is like the the abbreviation. Oh okay, Northeast Wrestling. I have not, but I will look into well, it once again. Tag him, tag him. We'll let the promotion know you want Flash Carter there. Yes, absolutely. I want to get out to New York and get more up to the northern sections. You know, get all out. Yeah, there's so much out there, man. It's it's crazy. New York, the New York scene is really doing well. I I would say if I was a wrestler, I mean, commentary even I, or anything, it just I wish I had a freaking car. But House of Glory is very high on my list. I would like to uh, yeah, go see a I show there or be a. That's a every everyone I know that came out of that school have been class act people, and I'm a, I'm a fan of almost all of them that I've met. See, my thing is like I was at that uh, Wrestle Factory for a while, and then they moved way out into PA, like probably kind of by where you guys are. And I was like, ah, when I'm in Jersey, like back home with my mom, it's like a four hour drive there. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that all the time. So that's when I started going to CW, um, like a couple months ago. And I really want to like stay there and commit there because I feel like you got to be at a place for like six months to a year before you even like get taken seriously, you know? Yeah. Well, you have a lot in Jersey to choose from. You got CZW, you got uh, monster factory, you got, uh, Create a pro, or are they create a wrestler in Jersey? I know they they switch it between the. They Jersey and the are some. It's um something else. Wrestle pro or something. Wrestle right? pro, yeah, yeah. Yes. A lot of a lot of good schools in that area. Same thing. Yeah. So anything else you want to plug before we get you out of here? 
Um, like I said, the Instagram, Twitter, or X, whatever they call it now, uh, those are all uh, on the thing that I, I gave you, right? Yep. Yep. So that's like how I'm always keeping you guys up to date, posted on what I'm doing. Just stay tuned there and tag me in those places you want to see me at. I, you gotta, you gotta let me know where these places are. These NEWs, these guys you're telling me to fight out in Kansas. Let them know I want to come fight them. Let them that's know I'm gonna. Flash, Flash Carter is on a mission for PWI 500. Let's get him there. Everyone, yeah. uh, his, his link tree is below. Click the link tree. All of his stuff is there. Go support it. Buy some merchandise. Show this kid some love. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in and hanging out. First podcast back. We had a pretty nice audience. Uh, appreciate you, Flash, for doing this. And love to have you back on in the future. And I you know, look forward to seeing you. seeing you on Friday, hopefully. Fingers crossed. All right. Well, listen, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, next, Actually, not next week. Tomorrow. I, I have a lot going on. Tomorrow at 7 o'clock, we are back again uh, with from the Lost Boys. Junie Underwood will be oh, tomorrow. Oh, the guy I trained with. Yeah, yeah. Junie Underwood will be tomorrow. And then on Thursday, 7 p.m., things are going to get really weird and really creamy as Stan Styles joins us on the podcast. So we have a lot coming on just this week alone. The rest of the month is jam-packed full of stuff. Make sure you tune into the ABJ podcast. If you're watching this live right now, make sure you go and follow the ABJ podcast on all uh, podcast platforms. Leave a review, likes, and comments. We're on the quest right now for 1K subscribers on YouTube, so make sure you share this out, and uh, we, we need to get the watch hours up. So when you're not, you're, you know, if you're hanging out, you're laying in bed, put on YouTube, Play a podcast episode and help get the watch hours up. We're, we're about halfway there to get uh, monetized here on YouTube and make these big corporations pay the little guy like me. Um, that'll do it for the ABJ podcast. We'll see you tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Here's some music by the Converse Kid, Billy Trey, and we'll see you next time.